Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joy Pixels podcast for Friday, uh, August 7th, 2020. Man, this year is flying by now. It's crazy. Uh, I am glad to be back, glad to be joined once again by the Ako Sambo. Ako, how are you doing? I am uh, currently feeling like the floor and the floor is lava. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Ako is melting. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a hot one. I hear it's a little warm <laughs> over hot. there. Yeah. Uh, well, hang in there. I know it's tough. It's only uh, what only another month or so until it starts cooling down. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that, but hey. Well, it's uh, it's warm here too, but we are blessed with a wonderful air conditioning, so feels pretty great for me. <laughs> That's cheating. Uh, yeah, I use cheat codes. Sorry. I'm not doing that. I'm playing hardcore mode. <laughs> um. Well, Akko, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, we took a little break last week uh, because I had a special stream that I was doing, uh, so I gave Akko the week off. And um, glad to have you back today. Uh, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? I've played a bunch of things uh, since uh, you didn't want to talk to me. Um, <laughs> I, I had time to play a bunch of games. And um, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't even know where, where to start. Uh, I have to see what I listed because uh, it's, been a, it's been some time. It's been a um, hot minute. It's been a hot minute, quite literally a hot minute. Um, yeah, uh, so I think we can quickly brush over uh, Mafia 3, since I continued that, still really enjoying the game. So I uh, think it's fantastic, uh, definitely has its flaws, uh, have had a couple of um, bugs there as well, but overall still very enjoyable. And uh, talking about the heat, I feel like the game, and we talked about that topic a little bit a while ago, but it feels like a very summertime game, like just the mm. atmosphere of this uh new Bordeaux slash Nolan's uh, feeling uh, with a uh, um, 60s music music and just driving around in, in the sunshine there but has a very summertime feeling and is very fitting uh, to play in the summer. So uh, that also works out pretty well. Uh, very cool. So still enjoying it? Still having fun yeah, with it? Yeah, yeah. Very, very much. Um, I think it's fantastic. Um, great story, Lo love the characters, great voice acting, um, and yeah, the the some of the missions are uh, a little bit repetitive, but I think the gameplay itself, especially with the stealth component, is uh, good enough. So it's not it doesn't feel boring um, when it's re repetitive. It is fun to do those missions still. Um, so yeah, uh, having a good time with it. Um, are you still interested in playing the other ones when they come out? Yes, I am. Um, especially now getting into that, I, I kind of want to see what uh, the originals were about. And um, obviously, curious to see how they will then remaster or remake that. And uh, but yeah, um, I plan on checking checking out the, the game when it comes out. Comes out. Very cool. Yeah, I think they delayed the um, uh, the remake of one. I think it was supposed to release this month, but I think it's coming out yeah. next month. Um, yeah, I think it was supposed to come out like the, the last week of August, and now it comes like first or second week of 
yeah september well hopefully they take their time on it because i think the second one um was kind of a mess uh when it was released from what i heard uh the remaster anyway yeah um cool uh what else you've been playing i played some more noida um have been doing daily i bought this game by the way have you played it i i so i booted it up and played for i don't know like maybe five minutes i I had no idea what i was doing um but it does seem interesting i mean i like all i was doing was just basically shooting stuff and I, i noticed that like you can destroy the terrain that's cool um and i think i i just like kept blowing up the terrain and then i fell down into like a lava pit or something like that and died and i was like okay well this is interesting <laughs> but then i haven't <laughs> i haven't booted it back up again since yeah i i still can highly recommend it um have been doing the daily runs so the way it works is that the world seed is is pretty much the um the current date that you're playing on so for today it would be the the seed would be i think 20 uh, no, it would be 08, 07, 2020. That would be the world seed. So everyone who plays on that day and boots up a daily run gets the same world seed and with a slight modification to your starting equipment as well. And I've been doing that now for almost two weeks. Um, uh, Luckless joined me uh, in it as well, did a few runs too. Um, today, we both will release uh, yet another daily run. We do a little bit of friendly competition, see who gets further. And I actually got, uh, I had a few ones where I got really far, and then the last ones were a little disappointing for me. I'm kind of hit a wall there, but um, it's, a, it's a fun game. It's a fun little game to uh, play uh, every now and then to play on the side. I uh, can highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to try it. Um, I mean, I definitely want to play it and get into it um, and really just like kind of sink a few hours into it and check it out. Yeah, and uh, that's very easy. Once you get over the uh, initial hump to like get get into the game, to then like oh, when you then have the feeling of discovery and like getting uh, d- discovering something new or finding a cool spell or something, then it's like oh, I want I wonder what's behind the next corner and what I can find out in the next uh, run. Yeah, that's neat too. That um, like you can do a daily run that everybody has the same seed. So yeah, you can kind of um, uh, compare and be competitive with that. Yeah, and they they are getting close to the uh, to leaving early access, where they will also add a new game mode as well that is currently still uh, uh, locked. But um, they they are working on that. Then there's a hardcore mode. If you finish the game, you can play that one. I don't know why you would do that because it's still it's tough enough. But hey, for the people who like that, that is also there. So they're basically then will be four game modes. It's the standard mode, the daily runs, the hardcore mode, and then the one that is yet to be revealed. Very cool. Um, what else? Um, yeah, the next one on the list would be uh, Fall Guys. Um, I played that little game that came out this week and also entered uh, PlayStation Plus. Um, I really want to play this. So and, it was free uh, can, on on PlayStation Plus, right? Yes, if you have PlayStation Plus, you can play it for free. You can, or 
buy it for free, so to, uh, so to speak. So, um, which also um, ended up crashing all the all their servers, and they had yeah. technical issues. Which, like, then a lot of people were complaining about that, and it's like, oh, and it really this happens work. to every single game that is like this. Though. Yeah, as, yeah, and it's a smaller studio. Like, it happens yeah. to the biggest names in the industry, and this is a small studio that everyone started playing, and like. Currently, there are not many game releases, so everyone is like just waiting for new releases anyway. And there you have a game that a lot of people can play for free. And yeah, maybe they underestimated that, but still, it's like um, I, I don't blame them. And they they were working on it hard, and um, for most people, the issues weren't too bad. And uh, I've played it. Uh, I played. It, uh, I made a YouTube video on it, just kind of checking it out, but also played it a bunch um, <clears throat> just, just for myself. And it's and a it's a really fun game. We should explain what what exactly this is, right? So it's it's kind of like a or I, I guess it is a battle royale. It's like a sixty player battle royale, but it's kind of different than um, than other battle royales. If I understand it right, I haven't looked much into it. But you you all start out and you instead of like trying to kill each other, you kind of compete with each other, like in kind of little puzzle areas yeah, so, so uh, it's it's similar to shows like Wipeout or takeshi's castle uh or i think takeshi's castle is more known in europe and Wipeout is more of a, a u.s version um it's something like that where uh, you start with 60 players in the first round and i think the first round the first 42 i want to say uh, qualify for the second round and you basically go through uh, through a course and then uh, in the next round Again, a certain amount will be eliminated, and the a new course will bear. And the courses are uh, random, which one you you get, and there are a bunch of different courses with a bunch of different goals. There are the races where you basically have to complete a course, go from point A to the finish line. Then there are survival um, courses where you have to um, survive certain elements until a timer ends, and then there are team. Um, courses as well, or team events as well, where you are split up in two, three, or four teams, and uh, the uh, the losing team gets eliminated. So there are different aspects of that, and then in the end, it is obviously the goal is to be the winner, to get the crown that you earn, and be the sole survivor, so to speak. It's it looks really fun. It looks really fun to play with like a group of people or just a group of friends. Yeah, and the way it works with friends is that if you, I think you can join uh, in a party up to four people. And when you are in a party, you are obviously competing in the same event. Um, but also when there are team events, you are always on the same team. So uh, you are then always grouped together. And it, 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 it just, it's just a lot of fun. It, it works very well. I uh, barely had any lag or anything that, to notice. And it's kind of goofy fun. It, it looks it looks goofy, but uh, bright colors and um, it just it just kind of brings out this uh, kind of childlike parkour um, trial uh, out of, out of people. And it's it also has a very noticeable learning curve to those courses. So you you notice when you played them a few times that you get better at them that you figure out strategies for certain courses on how to get through them and it's it's tough too so um it's it's just a lot of fun to to uh, check out and i hope that um and they um 
uh, talked about that and, and now they have in their in-game store for costumes, there is a collaboration with, uh, there's like a Hotline Miami costume. And I hope that they will lean more into that and uh, because I can totally, one of the concerns that I have that I'm not sure how um, gripping that will be long-term of, of mm. the game. Yeah. Um, or if it is something that is fun for like a couple of weeks, but then you kind of drop it. But I will say that based on the model, I can see them if they add, for example, seasonal uh, new courses, for example, then for Christmas, you have like a Christmas theme course and like decorations. And obviously then you have costumes and stuff, but also really lean into um, certain events, Thanksgiving or whatever it is, and have then specially themed new courses regularly bringing out. I think then uh, that will be a lot of fun too, when you then regularly ex explore new games within the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's so interesting how these games work like this because I feel like if this game was not free on PlayStation Plus, uh, like nobody would really be talking about it. It would have just really slipped under the radar. Um, it's too bad they don't have crossplay. I think they are working on it. Uh, yeah. But man, every game just needs to have crossplay now. Like that's, I I really had hoped that next generation was just going to be like. Every game, you know, is going to be cross-play, but it seems like they're working that way, but it doesn't seem like they're quite there yet, and it, it doesn't seem like when when next-gen hits that every game is going to be cross-play. But I sure hope we get to a point where just we don't have to worry about, like, you know, you're on a PS4, I'm on a PC, someone else is on an Xbox. Yeah. Um, there's just no reason for it, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I hope uh, that we move towards that. Um yeah, so uh, Black Udon says Sony doesn't like it. Yeah, Sony is a big uh, roadblock in that regard. Um, but I, I hope that we uh, get uh, get towards that. But uh, in terms of Fall Guys, highly recommend to just at least check it out, especially if you have P PS Plus anyway. Yeah. Might as well uh, download it, check it out, play a few rounds. I think um, it's 20 bucks on Steam. Yeah. And is it on Xbox? I think it's on I Xbox. Um. Yeah, it, it's definitely on Steam and PlayStation, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to check it out. I think we're going to try and get a, a few people together on Sunday and check it out then. Yeah, um, that, that's that's a good plan. I uh, have to say, yesterday I got my first three victories, so... Nice. Uh, that, uh, that is something to be proud of. Were you by yourself, or were you playing with someone else? I was I was playing with uh, someone else, but uh, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. That's what I was going to ask. Do you feel like there's any strategy involved, like if you're playing with a group it, of people? I mean, I can see that maybe developing in the future more. Uh, it definitely helps in the team events if you can coordinate a little bit more. But uh, not really. It, it is really more about having uh, like fun in the same stages and kind of just hanging out. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. So we talked about Mafia 3, Noita, and Fall Guys. I see you have Hellpoint on here. Um, I played a little bit of that as well. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, uh, go ahead first. Um, I, I'm not the only one. So I actually kickstarted this game. Um, I, I think this game originally came out or was originally on Kickstarter in 2017. And, um, uh, I was just dying for anything that was like a dark souls like game at the time which i mean i still am 
just I'm always looking for something that's a Dark Souls like. Um, and was looking through some of the Kickstarter games. I, I went on like a real Kickstarter binge back in 2017. <laughs> I think I kickstarted four or five different games, and they're slowly starting to come out. Um, uh, this game was originally supposed to come out in 2018. Um, that was one of the reasons why I kickstarted. I was like, oh, it's only going to be like nine months. I'm down. And then <laughs> three years later, it finally comes out. But anyway, uh, Hellpoint is a sci-fi Dark Souls-like, I guess you could describe it as. Um, I don't really understand the story very much. I wasn't really following too closely with the story. You start out like being born or something like that <laughs> into this weird liquid stuff. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I I played up to the first boss. I beat the first main yeah. boss. Okay. Um, yeah, that is exactly and my overall feelings are it's okay. Like it's yeah. it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think yeah. it's not really doing yeah. anything really special. There are some really weird systems. Um, I don't I I don't know if I was getting invaded or what. But did you have like a green guy that was coming and I fighting you? What it is. It is uh, when you die. It's basically your specter. Um, okay. Uh, gets on there in the area. That's what I was wondering because it looked kind of like my character, but then I was noticing that there were also some enemies that were coming, or maybe I, I don't know. So, on the top left of your screen, did you notice like the yeah whatever that yeah. was, some like some of kind of a clock or a dial yeah. or something. I think maybe that has something to do with like the way enemies react to you. Unless I missed something, none of this was explained. Because, because yeah, because I also um, in the first area there were at some point uh, certain enemies just weren't there. Yeah, just didn't spawn, and then I died again, and I then they were back there. So there were definitely like there was a change as to when uh, certain enemies spawned and when not. And I don't know uh, how that works either. Um, and I guess we both have to say we just played to the first boss. And just, yeah, really just, which I mean is maybe uh, like, I don't know, maybe like an hour into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I died a few times. so It's like an hour, hour, hour and a half, but uh, getting uh, used to the control. So it's really just the beginning. And yeah. So, But I mean, the... I don't I don't know how you felt but like the actual controls the movement everything about it felt pretty good like it felt pretty solid to me um yeah. but it um like I mean it's it's the very typical dark souls like game where you know you are kind of wandering through corridors and then you're opening up shortcuts and they kind of lead back around to the And I think that that's really it it's like it's a very direct Dark Souls clone. It's yeah. almost like a reskin uh, of a Dark Souls with some space attached, uh, which is not bad. Um, but it also doesn't stand out. It, it. I feel. I felt kind of like, yeah, that that is fun, but it's kind of like a knockoff of Dark Souls. So I'd rather play Dark Souls. Like it's kind of like it's not. It yeah. doesn't do much wrong, but it also doesn't do it as well as the souls games so it's kind of like well it's nice to spend some time in here and it, i i didn't feel it. i i saw some people um really criticizing the game i didn't think that it was bad i think up until now uh, or up until i played it was fine it had some uh 
interesting mechanics like we talked about. I'm sure we would figure that out more once we continue and like really get into it. And that is intriguing. Um, I have to say, I also thought about the whole Spectre thing that it attacks you. Um, it has both pros and cons to me. On one hand, I think it's a little bit annoying to have a fairly strong enemy um, kind of hunting you down. But on the other hand, uh, it also prevents you from kind of doing suicide runs as much yeah. because you then leave your specter in an area where you maybe don't want the specter to be. Oh, I was still um, doing so, suicide runs. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but uh, I, I thought there were some ideas that, that definitely were interesting. Yeah. My biggest, my biggest gripe and why I, it didn't really grab me as much as um, maybe uh, like, proper souls game or um where, where where there was a little bit mispotential was it the movement and the attacks were kind of missing some weight to it just felt a little too smooth everything like the running yeah. away and the, the, there was just some weight missing to to your movement to your attacks that you always have in dark souls like when you swing a big weapon like it feels heavy and like there is some impact going on where's uh this felt more arcadey almost, um, which kind of took away a little bit from that. I will say, though, I did like the boss fight because it was kind of um, um, the opposite of most. Uh, and I pointed that out in, in the video I made about it, that most games kind of fall into the trap of having bigger, stronger, faster bosses that kind of overwhelm you. And to, to kind of subvert that expectation by having a boss slowing things down, I thought was very interesting. Um, and a cool mechanic to get used to and um, was a fun boss to fight. So I, I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, the boss was pretty good. I, I definitely am interested to know if like, if the other bosses have interesting mechanics like that. I hope that they do, that there's, you know, not really like a gimmick to the boss, but, you know, just kind of something unique to each boss. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that it's not just all kind of like, well, this one just has more health or something like that. Um, so I'm definitely interested in trying out more. Um, I mean, I'll play pretty much anything that's a Dark Souls-like game. Um, but yeah, it didn't really blow me away. Um, the I think the level design is just like, okay. I think that's one of the things for me that just really sets, a, sets apart like a Miyazaki-designed Dark Souls game. It's just amazing level design um and also the the feel of not just the weapons but just like the combat in general um just the movement the fluidity of the movement and um the balance of everything uh is just so it's so perfect in a dark souls like game that it seems like it is such a simple thing to make but it really is just yeah it's a very so complicated thing to get right it's very like you can't really put your finger on it what it's missing. Yeah. But you can tell that it's missing something. Yeah. And I totally agree that it's the same with the level design. It's fine. Like I, I couldn't tell you what definitely is wrong with that or necessarily worse than in like a uh, any given area in Dark Souls. But at the same time, I also feel a clear difference. Yeah. Um, and that, that that's kind of and one thing um, someone pointed out that uh, one thing they they were a little bit concerned about in terms of the gameplay is that the levels are kind of samey or look very samey. It's like a lot of gray and gray. Um, I can see that. I mean, 
again, early on still, but um, that would be definitely something they have to look out for to not have everything kind of look the same. And it's really those small things that add up to not make the game bad, but just make it, um, yeah, just make it uh, trail a little bit behind the the Souls games. But then again, also should say it's a it's a smaller studio. It's not like your uh, Dark Souls three uh, budget. Um, so it's a Kickstarter project. So kudos to them. It's not a bad game in my opinion. It's a like if you if you like Souls game, it is worth giving it a shot. It is worth checking out. I think I I I personally won't continue the the uh, series on YouTube, but I can definitely see myself getting back to it and just like sitting down in an afternoon and, and just just hanging out and like checking it out a little bit more because it it was fun and it was working and the controls were were fine they were precise uh, they were accurate there, there were some issues in terms of like the feeling and uh, like the non-tangible um uh points but but other than that it's a it's a fine game it's nothing like uh, i think the you nailed it in the beginning it's fine it's okay um, and not every game will blow us away. Not every game has to be a game of the year or a game of the generation. But uh, it's it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, have, did you check out Mortal Shell at all? Did you see that? Have you been following any I, of that? Yeah, I, I haven't really following it, but I've ha- I, have, I have seen a little bit more of that now. Um, yeah, that got, that just got a release date, and I was really surprised at the release date, yeah. August eighteenth. Couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so that's coming out really soon. Yeah. I played a little bit of the beta, and I think that's a, I, I think it's a really interesting game and a really interesting concept, and I think it could be really good. Um, my only fear is that I didn't have any issues, but it seemed like a bunch of people had a lot of performance issues and a lot of uh, crashing issues. Um, so I was not expecting that game to be coming out so soon, um, since the beta was just last month and, um, you know, there were so many issues, but I don't know, maybe it was an older build or something like that. Maybe they've yeah, no, I patched guess also it and fixed all the stuff. The reason for those issues were when, if it's a fairly easy fix, maybe they notice like, okay, we can fix that pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Um, we, we get that done and uh, then we can ship it. Um, yeah. So, um. I think I think that is one of the things uh, um, we as gamers have to be a little bit careful when it comes to like betas and stuff to be too critical about like performance and technical issues because that is what the beta is for as well to like find out what doesn't work like that's why you do it to find out what doesn't work so when you ship it when you have the release that it then works so uh, obviously if they don't fix it until release and then have such a short window between beta and release, then it's like, okay, well then wait uh, instead, but I hope they fix it. And uh, if it then runs, uh, runs well, I I might give it, give it a try as well. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very interested in trying it out. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I will try just about anything. That's a dark souls like game. Um, I think it's, I think it's only $30 too. Um, uh, not positive. It may be like thirty-five or forty dollars, but I know it's not a full-priced um, game, so that yes. always kind of um, plays into my expectations as well. What does Hellpoint cost? Just uh, uh, thirty-four ninety-nine for yeah. US. Um, it's uh, twenty-nine ninety-nine euros. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. And I, I guess I, I will say for that money, it's fine. Like it's not yeah. a, like, um, especially since you're not paying the full price. Um, yeah, it, it's exactly that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thirty euro Dark Souls. That's really what it is. And it's not more, and but also not less. I guess the thing is, like, if you're if you're shopping around, like, you really want to play a Dark Souls like game. I'm not sure if I would really recommend Hellpoint over like maybe the Surge or something like that. Yeah. Um, I personally think the Surge one again. I don't know. I haven't I haven't played enough of Hellpoint to really make up uh, my mind yet. But I think the Surge one you can probably get for like maybe twenty bucks or something like that. Maybe even cheaper, especially if you get it on a sale or something like that. I think the Surge yeah. one is fantastic. Um. What else is there? There's Neo. A lot of people really like Neo. That is kind of a little bit different. Um, like uh, some people really like it. Some people are just kind of eh on it. It's more of like Diablo slash Dark Souls. There's a lot more loot and that kind of stuff. Um, but the game is pretty good and it's crazy long. It's like an 80 hour yeah. game. So it's a really good value. Um. So, yeah, I guess it just kind of depends on if you, like, really want kind of a space sci-fi Dark Souls, then maybe check this out. If you're just kind of torn on it, like, you can only buy one thing, then maybe look at the Surge or something else. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Surge... I will say, I... though, especially, like, with Hellpoint, like, if you if you want to wait a couple of months and then grab it on, on a discount... And I'm sure it'll be, yeah. Yeah, wait for the... Fall slash autumn steam sale will probably be yeah. half off or something like that. Well, um, yeah, sticking with Dark Souls like games and the Surge, I guess I'll just uh, go ahead and mention that I finished the Surge two finally. Um, it only took me a year. Um, but yeah, I have very mixed feelings on that game. So I I loved the Surge one. A lot of people seem to like Surge two better. I think I like the Surge one better. Um, I felt like the Surge one was a little bit more concise, and while it was a, it was a little bit more restricted, it was a, a little bit more closed environments. Um, I just felt like the level design was a little bit better. The Surge two is just kind of a mess to me when it comes to the actual levels. Um, I got so lost so many times. Because there's so many areas that look so similar and um, you have to go through the environments like multiple times because it's it's got some kind of Metroidvania aspects to it to where like you um, can't get to certain areas until you get certain abilities. There's like, um, uh, like these uh, zip lines that you can't access until you get like a force hook, they call it, or something like that. And so you'll see these things like all throughout the environment. And, you know, then you'll have to come back once you get that. And then you'll be able to get access to new environments. And there's so many different branching paths, like from the, it's not a bonfire, but it's the equivalent of a bonfire. It's like a, mm -hmm. um, um, I can't even remember what they call it. It's a thing that you like hook your, your suit up to, to get new modifications. Uh, but it's essentially the bonfire. There may be like six different routes that you can go from the one area and, trying to remember like where to go and what you need to do they really really need either a map in that game or just like a uh i don't know just like a directional 
arrow just to kind of point you in the direction that you need to go. Um, but I enjoyed it for the most part. I'm glad that I finished it. Um, it's a very long game. I thought multiple times, I was like, okay, this is probably the last boss. And then there were like four or five other bosses after that, or maybe even like three or four different areas after that. Um, there's definitely a lot of content to it. The, the combat and the, uh, controls and the gameplay is all really solid. Like if you, if you played the first one and you liked the first one, I think you're definitely going to enjoy this one. Um, I think I just like the the first one a little bit better. Um, maybe it's like a little bit of nostalgia at this point, which I know the surge only came out like four or five years ago, but that again was kind of at a point to where there weren't a whole lot of souls like games. And so I was really looking forward to that one and really went into that one excited about it. And then I went into the surge too excited about it because I loved the second or the first one so much. And then it kind of just like fell off really quickly because I was like, man, I just don't know where to go. Um, <laughs> and the the balance of the game is also a little weird. Um, like every time you beat a boss, I feel like the game just gets incredibly difficult. So like you have different leveled enemies and I think the highest level on your first playthrough is going to be about level nine, maybe a level 10 enemy. And so typically, like, after a boss, all of the enemies will go up one level. And unless you have, like, really um, been careful about collecting enough uh, armor points and everything like that to upgrade your armor and your weapons and everything like that, it can be really, really difficult just going from, like, level 7 to level 8. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of... There were a lot of times to where, like, I would go to a new area and just be destroyed. And this was like after feeling super powerful in the previous area. And so you would just have to just, you know, slowly make your way through it. And that, that can be a good thing, but I think it was just a little too much, um, of a increase in difficulty. Um, so yeah, I, I think I would really only recommend the surge. If you really liked the first game and you really want another game that is kind of, in the same vein. I mean, it does have some really cool things about it. I've always thought it's really cool how the surge handles um, upgrades to where you like literally cut the, the upgrade off of the enemy that you want to get. You know, if you want an arm piece or a leg piece or a head piece, you literally like target that part and cut it off. Um, I think that's the best thing that it has going for it. Um, like everything else is just okay. Yeah, um, I, can, I can see that. I, I always have the issue with uh, Souls-like games that I and I personally feel the Souls games uh, are, have so much uh, replayability that I oftentimes feel like, yeah, that is fine, but it's not as good as I would just do another run of Dark Souls. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to me, like it gets to a point where like I play Dark Souls so many times that it's like, do I just want to start speed running, like learning how to speed run this? And I'm like not really good enough to really get good at speed running. So uh, to me, the, the best part of a Souls game is like going into it fresh, not knowing what's around the corner. And when I know what is around the corner in a Souls game, like if I know that there is, you know, a bonfire after this one boss or a bonfire in this certain area or a certain enemy or an item that I'm coming up to, then it 
it loses a lot of its appeal. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to replay Dark Souls 500 more times. Um, but it there is definitely something about like playing one of these games for the first time and just kind of having that sense of discovery and just, you know, enjoying the the finding uh or the, just the discovery of finding new items and new enemies and new areas. Um Yeah. I will say there's a there's a mod that I really want to try out for Dark Souls. I've really been wanting to replay Dark Souls 1 for a while and there's a mod called um Daughters of Ash, I think is what it's called. And there's there's a few of these mods that are already out there that are like a randomizer mod for Dark Souls. And I think those are interesting, but a lot of times in my experience like they they just kind of mix up the items to where things don't make any sense and like sometimes they'll even break the game to where like you know you'll you'll need a key to get through a certain door or something like that but the way it randomizes it it, it puts the key like in an impossible place that you can't get but this mod doesn't really randomize things but it it switches up a lot of the item placements and enemy placements and it even adds in new enemies new bosses new areas um and is supposed to all kind of make it make sense a little bit more than just a, a standard randomizer so i've been wanting to check that out for a while i think i might um try that out yeah that's interesting i think i think for me one issue is that i do like the exploration but i feel like i I maybe don't have the patience to learn a new system of games. Like I, I'm by now, I'm 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 familiar with the with how Dark Souls work, and like even though obviously Bloodborne and Sekiro are very much different, like there is a certain similarity in how things work. And I feel like when when I have other Souls like game, I just don't have the patience to go through the learning curve once again to go through all the frustration of learning the timing, the speed of enemies, the speed of your attacks, and you have that to a degree in different Souls games as well. But there is just the like you you get it quicker because you are familiar uh, with the same developer, I guess. Um, so there is some sort of similarity. But when I then play for, I had the issue with Hellpoint as well, like. There, like, I can, I could see that if I put five more hours into it, then I would breeze through some of the early enemies, the the bigger ones. But I just didn't feel like I wanted to do that anymore. Like, I feel like I did that with Dark Souls. I put in my my game yeah. of cred there. <laughs> I I earned it. I I put so much hours into it, and it always takes a while in a new Souls game as well. I had the same in Dark Souls 3. I thought in the beginning I really struggled there. I even struggled way more in Sekiro in the beginning because there, uh, the difference is even bigger. But still, like I know that I get that over that hump quicker than a, uh, if it's a new IP from a different or from a different developer. And I, ju I, I just don't have the patience for that. Yeah, fair enough. That's personally, that's what I love about the games, though, is like just learning the new systems, learning the new timings, the new enemies, um, just how how everything plays out. As long as it's good, like there are just some games that like they just don't feel good no matter what, even when you learn the timings and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But um, if a game feels good to play, which I think the Surge does, um, then for me, it's like absolutely worth it. But I, I totally understand where you're coming from as well. 
Uh, but yeah, that was the Surge 2. Uh, let's see. You want to throw out some other games you've been playing? Yeah, I also am playing uh, Other Side with a C in there. I'm very interested in, her in hearing about this. This, uh, this looks really interesting. I really yeah, like the I, art style. I, the art style is fantastic. The whole atmosphere is great. It has kind of like a Paramore-esque music to it as well. Um, it fits very well with the art style. And it it is fun. Um, I'm not sure how deep the mechanics will be. Um, still fairly early, I would say. But the general principle is that it's kind of a mix between XCOM and Darkest Dungeon. And the way that the, the actual gameplay is certainly more XCOM in the sense that it's turn-based, that you have a map, you have certain uh, action points that you use and certain abilities that cost uh, action points, and uh, that's how you beat the enemies. Um, but then in between those missions, it works a little bit more like Darkest Dungeon, that you have a roster of uh, daughters, as they are called there, that you have to manage, and it is you have less of a connection to those characters, kind of like in Darkest Dungeon, because they will die, and you may even have to sacrifice them, um, because there are um, some interesting mechanics to that. Um, so it it combines that a little bit more. I think it's also the darker theme that um, puts it more in a Darkest Dungeon direction. Um, but it's very interesting. It's uh, the, the main story is intriguing. It seems very dark and somewhat disturbing, but uh, it's it's intriguing and interesting. It has some um, nice gameplay elements to it that I'm still getting used to, but I, it kind of depends on how much they expand on them, on how deep they go, but there's at least the potential there for it uh, to go very deep and very interesting. And yeah, I'm having a good time with it. Uh, I think uh, it's one of those games that if you'd like uh, turn-based uh, tactics games, uh, like Darkest Dungeon, like uh, XCOM, it's definitely worth checking out, especially with the interesting art style. And uh, it it runs well, it works well, and um, has some cool ideas to it as well. Uh, yeah, it looks super cool. I really, really dig the art style and the look of this. Um, and I am a massive XCOM fan. I love Darkest Dungeon as well, even though I've never finished it. <laughs> um but yeah, it looks really cool. Um, are you? Is it only on PC? Are you playing on PC? Uh, I'm playing on PC. I'm not sure if it's only on PC though. Okay. And I can see that it might be. It might have the same issue as Darkest Dungeon, that actually finishing it might be another thing than playing it <laughs> a bunch. Um, is there? Is there like a, a base that you go back to? Like, do you, is there any base management or anything like that? No, there's there's not a base management. You have uh, kind of like a, a menu in between things where you have to, uh, where you can then can level up your daughters and equip uh, certain upgrades, and they also earn traits over the uh, the course of time, and um, it has a very interesting mechanic that. Uh, I don't think that is a spoiler because it's like very early explained that you you start a recollection, it's called, and um, you earn, uh, they're they called shards, but you can't use those shards in that recollection. You can only use them in the next recollection. And the uh, game is kind of based on that you have to play multiple recollection to get further. So you will get to points where you will 
either be defeated or have to make the choice even beforehand to start a new recollection where you then take over the shards and with those shards you can then um, buy certain um, bonuses for that run for example that your daughters have 10 percent more health from the get-go so it kind of based on it's based on like kind of multiple playthroughs but it's not really playthroughs it's like a, um, I don't want to get too far into that because it's also kind of connected to the story as how the mechanic works um, and I I'm not fully understanding it yet either. I'm still mm -hmm. figuring things out myself, but uh, that is a, a key part that you have to kind of manage um, through multiple cycles, if you will. Uh, it looks like it's $34.99 on Steam yeah. right now. Um, not in early access either, right? It's it's no, I th fully I think it's released. A, it's a full release, yeah. Um, is there any character creation in it? Like, can you customize your characters or rename them or anything? No, you can rename them when you get like when you get a new character. You can rename them. Okay. Uh, and for for those who may uh, want to watch my playthrough, if you guys want to be in the playthrough, you can let me know there in the comments, and I will add you to my daughters, and you may survive <laughs> or not. You can become Akka's daughter. Yes. I'm sure nothing wrong will happen. Um, no, not, nothing at all. Yeah, it looks super cool. I yeah. I really want to check it out. Um, what else? And then the last game uh, that I checked out at the time is a game called Undermine. I uh, just checked that out today. Um, it came out yesterday, and uh, I uh, made a video for YouTube uh, on that as well. And it is a a roguelike action adventure. Uh, with some RPG elements to it. And it has a cool look to it. And not only that, it plays very well. Um, so you're basically in a mine. You explore like, kind of like a dungeon crawler where you go from room to room. has some Zelda feelings to it as well. Um, and you explore that typical roguelike stuff. As you go on, you collect certain stuff. You can upgrade yourself. And then there are also some cool bosses in there. I already um, fought in the first... 40 minutes or so, there was one mini boss and uh, then one proper boss. And yeah, it has it has some really good gameplay. It, uh, if you like roguelike games, I think that is really something to look out for. Um, has some cool music to it, the, the typical stuff. And um, when you die, you come back as a new character and uh, only um, carry over certain certain items uh, after death, and then you go back into the mine, which is also a cool little little element. So you die and you do keep like some of your upgrades? Uh, some of your upgrades, yes. Uh, then also a certain amount of gold, which then will depend if you uh, further upgrade, the more you can keep. But the gold and then certain other upgrade items and uh, artifacts, and there, there, there's a bunch to it. Um, I only scratched the surface there obviously, but um, I think especially um, for, for uh, people who really like roguelike uh, kind of uh, action adventures, this uh, has some moonlight uh, uh, feeling as well. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's worth checking out in that vein. Um, I, I don't think it's a, a terribly expensive game either. Uh, so maybe worth giving it a shot or at least checking out if it's something for you. Uh, did you ever play Rogue Legacy? No, I did not. Do you know about it? No. I think it was one of the um one of the early roguelites, I guess, 
Um, and I know it's getting a uh, a sequel that's coming out very soon. I think it's coming out in early access. But I know a lot of people really, really liked Rogue Legacy. Um, and Rogue Legacy is supposed to be coming out, I think, next month or maybe even this month. Um, so if you like those kind of games, um, I've heard the first one is really good and uh, might be worth checking out the second one. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Uh, all right. Let's see. Anything else you've been playing that you want to throw out? Uh, that that's it for me. All right. Um, let's see. I talked about the surge too. Um, so I guess the main game that I played and finished was uh, Dead Rising. So I did a special stream for this and uh, played through all of Dead Rising one. And man, I have to say, I loved this game. I um, I didn't know anything about this game. I had always just kind of assumed it was just kind of a silly, just kind of fun, over-the-top, like, zombie killer, which it is. Um, but it has some really unique uh, mechanics to it and just kind of a really unique gameplay system to it. So the, the main gist of this game if you don't know about it is that um you are a photojournalist that goes into a town that is being overrun with zombies and you go into a mall and are basically locked in the mall um you have three days until your helicopter ride is coming back to get you and you have to survive um but the really cool thing about this is it is uh, not not real time, but it is all on a timer. So, you know, it starts out day one and then events happen at certain times. So story events happen at certain times, but then there's also like little side missions and things like that where you might have um, a person that needs to be rescued um, and you only have a two-hour window that you can actually rescue them. Um, there's so many, so many events that happen that like it's it's almost impossible to do in one playthrough. Um, so you kind of have to pick and choose which events you want to uh, tackle. Um, but it is just a really really fun game. I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it nearly as much as I did. Um, but I literally played through the entire game on stream and had a blast with every bit of it um the only pro the, the only part i struggled with um was at the very end or actually after the end there's kind of an epilogue and there seems to be kind of a 60 fps bug that um causes some issues i don't want to get into too much because of spoiler reasons but uh it causes some issues some animation issues that just caused me not able to really be able to complete it um but i went back later and switched it to 30 fps and went right through it without any trouble hmm. um but yeah it's it's just a really fun just jolly game that i i didn't expect much from but i had so much fun with it the story is silly and over the top it 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 literally literally feels like a resident evil type story where <laughs> there's there's you know just this huge corporation behind things that's happening and um there's like straight up 
uh like umbrella corporation type um uh uh army guys that are coming in at one point and i was like these guys are straight from resident evil um but yeah i had a really fun time with it and like i said i was not expecting to really get much out of this but um if you if you like these kinds of games and have never played it and just think that it's like just a fun silly zombie killing game then again it is that but it is also way more than that and it's really worth playing interesting so do you, uh do you plan on playing there are more games out there right like there's there are so Dead there's there. yeah there's i think there's four dead rising mm-hmm. games my understanding is that um two is pretty good but then i think three and four kind of went downhill after after the second one um i think the the main thing that appealed to a lot of people in the first one was the timer mechanic and i don't know if the other ones have that mechanic and uh they they are more just about like you know just killing as many zombies as you can whereas the first one is really about um you know really just surviving surviving till the end um and following the story as best as you can uh, i i should say the the first one has i think they call them cases and so like the first day um you you have to be in certain areas again you're following this timer you have to be in certain areas to complete certain cases which are story elements to the game and you can totally miss these and if you do miss them then like you can keep playing the game but you you can no longer like finish the actual story, um, so it's it's interesting that like you you have to really keep up with these things, and they don't make it too hard. Like they're they're pretty clear that like hey you need to be at this spot at 11 p.m. Um, and then you have a little bit of leeway, like you may have 30 minutes to an hour or so to get there. Um, but if you do miss those, then like it's it's game over basically, unless you just want to you know just play and just kill zombies and i think i would like struggle that. with that i think i'm not good with those kind of timers uh, they stress me out in games i i totally I understand like I, could, I couldn't focus on the story and on what i'm doing because i would be too anxious of missing good things and important things and fun things i'd much be i'd much rather take all my time and like waste a lot of time but also kind of be able to just explore very thoroughly where I want and then skip other things where I'm not interested in. That's totally understandable. And I I am usually the same way. I hate timers. It's one of the... It really gave me some trouble in Majora's Mask. Um, uh, but with this game, I feel like it's much better balanced. I feel like I, I really didn't have any issues with um, the timers or getting to certain areas at certain times. Um, it's more about just kind of moving the story along. Um, and again, like, yes, you can miss stuff, but it's also a really good incentive to replay the game, which I'm usually not big on like New Game Plus or anything like that. But all of your... So I didn't mention this either, but you do have like skills in the game. You start out with um, just kind of very basic skills not really being able to do much but just kind of walk you even you can't even really run but you you walk i guess kind of a brisk walk and then you can um 
uh, I should mention this too. You can pick up like pretty much anything in the mall to use as a weapon. So like you can pick up a bench, you can pick up uh, a chair, you can pick up a golf club, you know, just anything that you find you can use as a weapon. And the more zombies you kill, you get um, you get points for killing the zombies and completing story missions and rescuing survivors and things like that. And then as you level up, you get more health, you move faster, you also get some skills such as being able to like uh, run up and jump kick a zombie or like jump on top of a zombie crowd and walk around on the crowd, little things like that. So it's got a really good progression system in it. Um, and all of that carries over into a second playthrough or, you know, third, fourth playthrough or whatever. So uh, yeah, there were a That's bunch nice. of areas that I, I missed in the mall or I just like didn't really get a good chance to explore very well in the mall. And I would have liked to have just, you know, spent a bunch of time just exploring that one area. But it's really cool that like you can go back through and now like I know, okay, I know what's going to happen. I know where I need to be and what I need to do. So I can just like really take my time and explore this this area and find all kinds of little secrets and things like that. Um, yeah. But yeah. I do like, I do like that. Um, I usually am not a fan of games that where you're kind of locked out of a bunch of content just because of time restrictions or something where you just can't um, can't really explore the game fully and it relies on you to play it again when you have to start over again. But I do like that you then at least can carry over your skills, which then make things easier, obviously, I would assume, and like also um, just lets you then focus on other things and gives you still some kind of progression even throughout multiple playthroughs. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like I say, I am typically the exact same on the exact same page as you that I hate timers and I always feel like I'm rushed. But this one, I just feel like it was really well balanced um, and didn't ever really feel like I was under super big time constraints or anything like that. Um, uh, the saving is a little weird. There's no auto saves in this. But you can save whenever you want, and there's quite a few areas that you can save. So, like, you can always save before a big event or something like that. And if you spend too much time or if you um, just mess something up, like, it's really easy to go back and uh, and reset. Uh, but yeah, I had a really good time. I I already am excited to play the second one. I've heard the third and the fourth one are not that great, but um, from what I've heard, the the second one is a lot of fun. Um, and so I'm really excited to play that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I had a great time with it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I also played a little bit of grounded. Uh, so Mm -hmm. this is the obsidian game, which is very, a very odd game that they typically, you would not think of obsidian as making a survival game, but they are making, um, a survival game that, the best way to describe this is it's it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, you play in a little backyard and you're a little tiny miniature. Uh, I, I think you're like a teenager. You can choose your character at the beginning. There's like four different uh, characters. Uh, it's in early access. It's free if you have Game Pass. Um, it's on Game Pass. It's on PC and Xbox. Um, and I... I wanted to check it out because I'm I'm typically not into survival games. Um, but 
there was some kind of comparisons that were being thrown around that it was kind of similar to uh, like Subnautica, just in that it, it does have a little bit more interesting story. My my problem with survival games is always just like so many of them, they just throw you into kind of an open world survival type environment and just, you know, be like, okay, now survive. And mm. like, that's fun for the first few days. But then, you know, I just, I need some kind of story to like keep me going. So this one does seem to have a little bit more of a story. Um, the only thing is this is like, very early access. I, I was not really expecting um, it to end as quite as abruptly as it does. There was like maybe an hour's worth of content here. And then it just popped up and it was like, okay, that's all of the story content. Uh, but it was like, you can keep playing and like, you know, build um, build your, um, your, your lean-tos and your, um, your buildings and your survival type um, uh, buildings. And I mean, that's, that's fine, but it's just not really for me. Um, mm. Definitely what I'm in for it in for is more of the story type stuff. So I definitely want to check out more when they release more content, or I'll probably just end up waiting for like the 1.0 release to go back and replay it because the story does seem kind of cool. Uh, and the mechanics seem really solid and just it's a really cool world to explore being a miniature person and you know there's there's lots of threats in a world like this there's like giant creatures which is actually just an ant you know um and uh there's spiders it's and margaret bugs and yeah exactly um and you know the way you collect water is by like shaking a blade of grass and getting the dew mm. off of the water and then sucking up the water and that kind of stuff. So um, it, it has some really cool things going for it, I think. Um, Have they think... mentioned anything as to like how far we are away from a 1.0 version? I don't know if they had. I, I thought that this was a lot farther than it seems to that be. That was my impression too, but now that I hear that it's basically an hour worth of story content and then it's like, oh, well... We've and things out. It, it may be that it is farther along than they are kind of letting on that like they they have i mean all of the systems seem to be in place um mm -hmm. they they may have just like gated the um the actual single player progression very early on because they didn't want people to play too much of the story um but i don't know like from what i played again the gameplay was fine and all of the systems seem to be in place. It's just like there is very little story content to it. Mm. So hopefully it's not too far away. But I don't know. If I had to guess, I would say like maybe six months away or so. Yeah. Well, um, sounds interesting. I may check it out when it then goes into like... Yeah. I mean, more. again, it's it's one of those things that it's... You know, if you have Game Pass, it's free. It's sure. included with it. So it's like, why not check it out, you know? No, for sure, yeah. Uh, speaking of Game Pass, I tried out... Fantasy Star Online 2. Uh, have you tried or have you seen this game? Heard of it? No, I, I, uh, I've i seen some people talk about it. That's about it. So apparently this is a game that's been out for a long time. I mean, a really long time in Japan. Like, I think 2010 or 11 or something like that. Um, and it is an MMO, but it's um, it's got a really fun combat system to it 
Um, it's not like your typical MMO um, where you have, I guess they call it tab targeting. I never really understand the 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 gameplay in a lot of MMOs because I don't really play a lot. But that has never really appealed to me. The the kind of gameplay where you like lock onto a target and it's basically just like a um, uh, a DPS game where you just like you know have to grind to build up your DPS mm. where you can do more uh, damage. This one has more of like an active style combat to where you you don't actually lock onto a target, but you um, you actually you know use skills and things like that to fight the targets um, or fight the enemies. I don't know a whole lot about the story. It seems very Japanese anime, um, but I just played maybe an hour of it. There's like a a tutorial at the beginning that is like very very old school. I mean, it's like this is how you walk. You use your W, S, A, and D keys. You oh. jump with the space key. <laughs> um, you know, it was like a very, very uh, old school tor- uh, tutorial. But the little tiny bit that I played, which again was only like maybe 45 minutes to an hour, was fun. And it seems like a, a big open world to explore that is pretty good looking i mean again this is like a 10 year old game um and while i think they have remastered it a little bit um it it you know it it holds up okay but you can definitely tell that it's a little little rough around the edges they also announced a big expansion for this um a couple of weeks ago at the xbox um uh not state of play that's sony's but whatever they call it um, they announced the big expansion that's coming out early next year that I think is supposed to kind of revamp a bunch of the systems, a bunch of the early game stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I want to check out more. I've, it, it's free to play. Uh, I should mention it's completely free. You can get this okay. on Steam as well now. Um, and from what I've heard, like you can pretty much go through the entire game solo. You don't really have to play with anyone. And all of the microtransaction stuff is just like pretty much cosmetic stuff. There's no uh, pay-to-win type stuff in there. So it seems pretty cool. It's got a really detailed character creator if you like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I heard about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of want to check some more out. Um, what I played was pretty fun. Um, nice. I think that was about it. We talked about Hellpoint and we talked about The Surge too. And uh, those are the only other games that I really played. So I think we should probably go ahead. Let's see. What time is it? You want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. All right. Um, We will take a quick break, about five minutes or so. Come back, and then we will mention game releases. Got a little bit of news. And then uh, we'll wrap it up with the games of the generation discussion. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few minutes, guys. And we are back. Uh, we got some games that are coming out this week. Let's uh, let's run through those really no quick. No way. There's a few. Um, first up, I don't know why in the world this is a thing, but Fast and the Furious Crossroads released today to overwhelmingly negative reviews. Shocker. <laughs> um, this is such a weird game. Uh, I was just gonna mention this really quickly because. This game was was the last game that they showed at the Game Awards last year. It was like their one last thing. They were making such a big deal out of this. And they showed it off and everyone was like, wow, this looks bad. 
And sure enough, it's not great. Um, yeah, it, it looks really rough. It looks like one of those kind of movie tie-in games that came out 10 years ago. Yeah, we, we um, that isn't really a thing anymore, right? Like It was more during the 2000s where like every yeah. movie had a tie-in game. And it was like really like the bare minimum of what was the standard back then. And just always just shitty gameplay and the graphics were like okay-ish uh, and, and it was just very clear a cash grab based on the name but then it kind of stopped I feel like around like the uh, 2010 or, or something yeah there were we there really were a few after that. that there was so the best one by far I think was Mad Max um, Mad Max came out in 2015 I think it was actually I didn't mention this in games we were playing, but I booted that game up and I was playing just a little tiny bit of it because um, uh, I got a new monitor. Uh, you should. Um, I, I got a new monitor and I just like been, you know, just randomly checking out older games, see how they looked. And um, first of all, that game is stunning. It is beautiful looking. And the story itself is not like anything amazing. But the gameplay is rock solid. It is super, super fun. Um, it's a giant open world to explore. Um, beautiful game. The gameplay is just really, really fun. Car combat is done. Maybe like the best car combat I've ever played in a game. Um, and then there's uh, kind of the, the main gameplay loop is like you are building up your car by um, unlocking... Um, uh outpost it's it's kind of an ubisoft ish kind of open world game kind of feels like mm. an ubisoft type game but it's just done really well you go into uh camps and outposts and kind of unlock them um by uh killing the enemies and then kind of usually like there's a boss that you'll fight at the end which the combat is nothing special it's like i don't know everything about this game nothing is really that amazing but it's all just really fun and just done really well yeah and i i do own the game i think i picked it up at some point uh, when it was free on ps plus never played yeah it, but i heard always good things about it and i think one thing that i'd heard i think it came out on the same day as metal gear 5 it did uh, yeah um and th that which is why nobody paid attention to it and then only like a couple of months later, people were like, oh, this Mad Max. It's a shame. Yeah. Because it it's really like, good. Ah, it's just a movie tie yep. And on the same day, you have Metal Gear. So everyone played Metal Gear. But then after the fact, people were like, no, that is actually like very solid uh, and above solid game. Yeah. It's it's really, really a cool game. Very underrated. I might check it out. Um, we also have Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, is coming out on PC today. Uh, I've heard the port for that game is not so great, uh, unfortunately. A janky, I heard, yeah. Yeah, they, there was um, a bunch of talks about a day one patch, so all of the reviews were playing it without the day one patch, so they might have fixed some issues. Um, I really hope they did, because that's a fantastic game that deserves um, that deserves a really good port. So I hope if it's not fixed right away, then they will keep working on it and not just yeah. let it go. I have to think that they will, um, you know, fix that. Yeah, um, I think so, right? Like, if you go all the way to the effort to make a port, obviously a lot of people are interested in the game. Everyone knows that it's a good game. Then, like, might like better do it right. 
yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Death Stranding was the same engine and came out on PC, mm-hmm. and it was like really, really a great port. So, yeah. uh, anyway, moving on, we have Inertial Drift for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Also comes out today. Uh, also coming out today is. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Oh, I don't know. Play it to find oh, out. I guess. I, yeah, I guess. Uh, do we have to play it to find out? That comes out for PC, PS4, and Switch. August twelfth, uh, we have Pop Up Dungeon for PC. Uh, Is that already Aug- the sequel to "Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon"? <laughs> Maybe so. Um, coming out August thirteenth, we have a Total War Saga. Troy, this game is going to be completely free for 24 hours. If you claim it on Epic Game Store, it will be free to keep. Uh, kind of crazy because those games are usually pretty popular and usually are full price $60 games that don't go on sale for quite a quite a while. Yeah, I definitely want to check that. I never played a Total War game, but um, always was interested in it, but they were too expensive to just check, check them out. So I might do it with that one and find out who Troy is. Uh, you can't get much better than free. True. Uh, let's see. Also on August 13th, we have Kill It With Fire on PC. Uh, August 14th, we have Eastern Exorcist coming out on PC. And then, uh, also on August 14th, we have UFC 4 for PS4, Xbox One. Uh, you play UFC, don't you? Yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say. Lactus and I probably... We'll check that out. We talked about it, that we want to do that. So, Do you know anything about what is supposed to be new in this one? Is there anything exciting? I mean, um, it's like every sports game, the the changes are incremental. It's just like the roster. Well, so I think the good thing here is that there are more years in between the games than just every uh, every FIFA uh, has for a new season a new game so i think that it's like three or four years since ufc3 okay so um obviously then a roster update is part of it but i think they also changed some mechanics they expanded the uh the career mode um quite a bit as far as i could tell added a little bit of that um also added uh i think the feature that you now not only have the standard UFC octagon you can find in, but I think also like in a ring and different locations, uh, which might make it a, a bit more different. So there, there are some differences to it, but I'm not quite sure uh, as to how much has uh, changed. So I will have to figure that out probably with Lactus. Cool. Sounds good. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's move on to a couple of announcements, a couple of... Um, Game announcements, a little bit of news. Um, so Sony held a state of play for yesterday, and uh, did you get a chance to watch any of this or check out any of the uh, announcements? No, I was I was working. So let's uh, we'll go through um, everything quickly and just kind of mention a couple of highlights from it. Uh, let's see. Let me pull this up. So they started out with um, talking a little bit about the new Crash Four. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Um, I have never played a Crash Bandicoot game, but I know a lot of people are very excited about this. It looks pretty good. Um, I have to say, I I wasn't, I didn't really know what to expect because, again, I haven't played any of these. I don't think I will really enjoy it because I'm not really great at platformers, but it 
kind of makes me want to play it. It looks really cool. They have um, a new mode that they're adding into it as well that is kind of their take on a mirror mode, they said, um, that it, it changes the colors. It like adds a lot of filters to the game and just kind of um, gives it a little bit more replay value. Uh, but it looks pretty fun. Um, they had a little bit of news about Hitman 3. Um, so they started out with a trailer for Hitman 3 that looked pretty standard. And then all of a sudden they went to first person mode and it said VR support is coming uh, for not just Hitman 3, but all three of the Hitman games. They're they're going to go backwards and um, re uh, probably not really remake them, but I guess um, uh, allow VR for the Hitman 1 and 2. Uh, as well as Hitman 3. Unfortunately, I think this is only for PSVR. Um, mm. I tried to do a little research on this because I was really curious if this would be available for Steam VR, but no mention of it. Um, so I'm really torn about this because I am a huge Hitman fan and I've played one and two and I've put probably 100 hours in each one of those games. But I play them on PC and the way these games work is like hit, when you when you finished Hitman 1 like all of your unlocks and everything would move over to Hitman 2 um, and so i don't want to buy this on PS4 even though like i would be okay with playing it on PS4 but i don't want to buy it because all of I my stuff's not going to transfer what's the solution on the PS4 beforehand i just need to what just play through 1 and 2 on PS4 well, it's possible I might do that. <laughs> the other thing that's weird, though, is they um, they just announced this for PSVR, and like I'm assuming that this is coming to PS5, but like we don't know anything about how PSVR is going to work on PS5. They've said that it it will be compatible, like the current version of PSVR, but there's no mention on like how it works if it's just going to literally just be plug and play i don't know sony and microsoft are both just killing me as far as this <laughs> drip feeding us information just have to wait how, I can't, how long can i wait though <laughs> it's gonna be like it, it's we were joking about this in discord that they you know they're going to just not even announce a price and you just like pre-order it and you just you know it's just gonna be a surprise yeah. Just shows up on your credit card <laughs> statements like, oh, this cost $900. Well, at least I got one. <laughs> um, so they also announced, this was a very surprising announcement. They announced Braid Anniversary Edition coming to PS4 and PS5. Uh, Braid was originally a very beloved um, uh, Xbox-only title. Um, I mean, it came out on on Windows as well. But I think it was like a an Xbox Live arcade game that was um, uh, very well treasured by a lot of people. It's kind of like a 2D uh, puzzle platformer game that had some uh, really interesting mechanics to it. I think there was like a, a time rewind mechanic. I never played it, but um, I'm kind of interested in playing it. Um, maybe I'll ch Maybe I'll check it out now. I think this is coming to Windows as well, uh, coming to Steam. But they've uh, they've updated the graphics and the resolution a little bit. 
Um, they also showed off a game that was announced earlier. I think it was announced earlier this year called Genshin Impact. And the best way I think I could describe this is kind of like a anime Zelda Breath of the Wild game. Um, it mm-hmm. looks very much like Breath of the Wild as far as the um, the world and environment, but it's like very heavy anime characters. The weird thing about this game, uh, I don't think they mentioned this on the on the stream, but I was looking more into this, and apparently it's going to be free to play, and that just like okay. immediately kind of turned me off because I thought that this was going to be like a single player game. And maybe it still is, but it's very unclear like why it's free to play and what their monetiza- monetization strategy is going to be. So I'm I'm now assuming this is going to be more of like a multiplayer, or maybe like a co-op MMO or something yeah. like that that you grind for loot or something. I don't know. I was kind of disappointed to find that out. Uh, they also let's see. They showed off a trailer for. Aeon Must Die. Um, They showed a cyberpunk world of Anno Munition. No. Mutation. I don't know how you say that. Um, This was a cool looking game. It was kind of a 2D cyberpunkish looking game. Uh, but it also kind of shifted perspective, and it looked like some areas were 3D as well. Uh, they showed off some more of Bug Snacks, which I have no idea what this game is. I'm still so confused on what Bug Snacks is. It just yeah, no idea. It doesn't look fun to me. It looks just way too silly and over the top. Um, yeah. They showed off Vader Immortal which is a Star Wars VR game uh, coming to PSVR. Uh, I think this game was actually already out on uh, Oculus, and I've heard people say it's pretty fun. Like, if you're looking for a fun VR game, you know, it's pretty short. I think it's like two to three hours. Uh, But if you're a big Star Wars fan, um, it it looks pretty fun. It's a very niche audience, though. Uh, they showed off Control's second expansion, which I am very excited about this. Um, this is... So, Control was fantastic game that came out last year. Remedy game. Um, really, really cool game. And they had two expansions that were planned. The first one came out earlier this year. And I heard it was pretty good. I didn't play it myself because I kind of wanted to wait for the second expansion. And I think I'm going to just replay Control and then just play the DLC as well because I've been wanting to replay that game. Um, But this one apparently is going to tie in Alan Wake, um, which is a little weird. uh, That is weird. Apparently. So, so, I mean, this is kind of spoilers for Control, but like this is clearly in the trailer for this expansion but um in in control there are like a bunch of nods to alan wake and it it, like appears that there is that alan wake is in the same universe as in control like you even find some um i think you find the flashlight from alan wake in control and like there's a little bit of uh lore uh delving into that 
Um, and so, yeah, they're going to tie that into this expansion, which I am super into. That just sounds really, really so cool. Does that mean that there is chance for the long-awaited Alan Wake sequel in the future? I don't know. I I don't know if I would want an Alan Wake too. I think Alan Wake was really cool, especially at the time when it came out. Yes, he, he has to go with the time, and now he's being he, he's Alan Woke. <laughs> Alan too woke too time. <laughs> um yeah, I I think I would much prefer like a a sequel to Control and maybe they just like incorporate more of the Alan Wake lore into it. Um I really really like what they're doing with uh with Control though. Did you play Control? No, I want to play it at some point. So It's really really good. I heard that there were some Pretty big issues on PS4, which I'm assuming you will probably play it on if you if you do play it. Yeah. But I think for the most part the issues were fixed. But man, it's a good game. It's a really fun game. It's a crazy good looking game. Um, it has some of the most interesting, uh, I guess, physics in a game. Like you can you can literally go into a room with a desk, like a wooden desk, and like shoot down the middle of the desk and it will like break in half like the way it should break like you nice. can you can like shoot through a wall and like it'll break exactly where you shoot it's it's unbelievable how how good the physics are in that game and just how fun the gameplay is uh they showed off auto chess which i think is the um was it was it battle chess was that the name of the um battle chess game that was really big on steam that was a uh dota 2 mod i think uh i don't know if you followed this at all or if you know about no. this because it was it was mainly a pc thing um i think it was called battle chess i could be wrong I, that doesn't sound right but this this was a mod that blew up on steam um and it was a mod for dota 2 and the creator then left to make his own game and now they're selling this game which is just called auto chess um it, it doesn't look very fun at all i i don't really know why it's popular but <laughs> a lot of people seem to like this uh but yeah it's it's launching on the uh, playstation 4 on october 4th uh they showed off a kind of a cool looking puzzle game called the pedestrian that's coming in january 2021 um it's kind of a puzzle game that looks like uh i don't know if you i'm sure you guys have like an equivalent to this in in europe but we have like the pedestrian walking sign that's like the the guy standing sideways you know on the white sign and he's a black silhouette and you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah. um so this kind of has that art style but like it takes that person and puts them in a um uh in a series of signs that look like they are puzzles and then he has to like escape the sign and then like move to another sign and then the perspective like shifts from this sign all the way to another sign it was kind of a cool looking puzzle game i'm not really into puzzle games but if you like those then it looks pretty fun nice. um i sh i, I want to mention too i thought this was a little weird they were showing a lot of these games that were coming out like next year but they were only saying it was for the playstation 4 and it was like, why would they say PlayStation 4 and not P 
PS4 and PS5, but it's like Sony is just so against cross-gen, it seems like. But at yeah. the same time, they've already said that like almost all of the PS4 games are going to work on the PS5, so why not just say this is a PS5 game as well? Very strange branding, I, I feel like. I, I guess maybe the reasoning behind it would be that if you now show footage of some of these games that is based on PS4 footage that you don't want to get, get into a territory where people are like, oh, this is supposed to be next gen. This doesn't look great. But yeah, I mean, I get that. But I don't know. I think a lot of the games that they've shown for the PS5 just look like they could be PS4 games as well. So I don't know. It's I just, mean, it's weird yeah. branding, I feel like. Um, they showed off a game from Focus Interactive called Hood Outlaws and Legends. This game, I don't know. It was really hard to tell what it was. It was just a cinematic trailer. I don't think there was really any gameplay in it. Um, it looks like it could be interesting, but then they they started showing like there were four players to this, and I was like, oh, this is a co-op game. So it, <laughs> it, it's it's graphically pretty interesting, um, but I it looks like it's just going to be kind of like a, a three or four player co-op game. Um, if you like those kind of games, cool. Maybe this will be for you. Not really for me, though. Uh, they showed off Tim Tim, which is the Pokemon-like game that was released earlier this year on Steam. Um, it's coming to the PS5 in 2021. I've heard very mixed things about that. Um, you're a big Pokemon fan. Have you heard about Tim Tim or checked it out? Uh, at all? I, um, I watched a little bit and yeah, kind of the same, a little bit mixed. Some people really like it. Uh, others really don't. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting concept. It's, I think it's just interesting because it's like so many people seem to want Nintendo to do something else with with uh pokemon compare uh and it seems like they just kind of keep making the same game over and over and it seems like tim tim is not only bringing this to um new platforms but it seems like they are kind of trying to innovate and maybe do something a little mm -hmm. bit different um so i think that's pretty cool i mean if nothing else like if you like pokemon it's just kind of cool that you can get this on other platforms other than yeah. nintendo uh, and then they went into a little bit more of a deep dive on Godfall. So Godfall is their, what they call, looter slasher. <laughs> um, they, they, this was, I think, the first official PS5 game that was announced uh, last year. And I am really torn on this. So I, I was glad that they did actually show a little bit more of the gameplay. They kind of explained a little bit more about what was going on. Um, I feel like this could just really go either way. Like it's it's gonna be a games as uh, as the serv as a service type game. So they did say like you know there's no microtransactions. They actually made kind of a big deal about quite a few games, which is insane that we have to like that's a that's a headline now is that you know our game does not have microtransactions. It's good though. It's a good uh, it's a um, move in the right direction. I yeah, guess. I agree. Um. So, you know, they said that this game will not have any microtransactions. All of the all of the um content is there when you buy it. Um and 
I think it looks like it could be pretty fun, actually. Um, I feel like this game is really just going to be one of those games that you have to play to figure out if it's good or not, or you need to like you know at least wait yeah. for someone else to play to to figure out if it's good. It looks like it could be really fun. It also looks like it could just feel kind of like a mess, um, kind of like yeah. Dark Souls, like we were talking about. Like some of these games, it's just it's such a minor thing, like in how they feel versus how Dark Souls feels. Um, but it looks pretty fun. Like there's there's five or six different classes. Each class you have like. Um, like there's one with daggers, dual daggers that's really fast. There's one that has like a one-handed sword and a shield. There's one that has like a big two-handed um, uh, battle hammer. There's one that has like a big two-handed uh, sword. Looks like they all play a little bit differently. They all have unique abilities, um, big super attacks and things like that. So I don't know. I, this is definitely a wait-and-see game for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that they did show off a little bit more of this game because like all they were showing were just these trailers with like these really quick cuts that nobody could tell what was going on, what the gameplay really was. But um, I, I have to say, I wasn't really expecting to be interested in this game, but after watching what they showed, I'm a little bit more interested now. Yep. Um, and that is pretty much it. Um, that's all that they showed. Uh, a nice little selection of games. Um, wasn't really anything huge. Uh, they were they were pretty clear about setting expectations with this. Um, when they put out their tweet, they were like, "Hey, we're not talking about any new games. We're not talking about any PS5 stuff. We're not talking about any PS5 hardware." Um, they were like, "This is just you know games that are coming out soon," and um, it was nice that they did actually have some release dates that are coming out pretty soon um and not just you know trailers with like it's coming out in 2023 maybe yeah no that's true so i guess we have to wait for the next conference to get more information about new stuff i don't know man i feel like <laughs> i feel like we just keep waiting and waiting supposedly xbox is going to be having another um conference this month and you know, nobody knows what, but everybody's speculating that maybe we will finally get a an actual announcement of um, date and price for their consoles. And you have to think as soon as one of these, as soon as Microsoft or Xbox, uh, sorry, as soon as Microsoft or Sony puts out a price and date, then the other one is just going to be like right behind that and probably undercut them as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, as far as I know, the the speculation is that when they announce uh, Microsoft announces their S version of the sex box, then um, that they obviously like it would make sense. Like if you present a smaller, more compact version of the normal version, that you would also point out how much cheaper it is. To the normal you would version, think so, <laughs> which, would, which would imply that you would have to tell us. But maybe, maybe they just just say like it's twenty percent cheaper than the original <laughs> version. We still don't know what the actual price is. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is killing me. I just I hate how slow they're coming out with this stuff, and how they're just just drip feeding us with all of this information. Um, I, think what I, I think it's kind of fun. Uh, I actually kind of enjoy it. I think it. Uh, creates a lot of chaos that I enjoy. 
Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me when I can buy these things. I, I honestly want to know the um, the release date more than anything. Because I feel like yeah. so many games are getting held back from putting dates. Because like, all we ever see is like, holiday 2020. And it's going to be holiday 2020 in just a few months. So we got to figure out how, a date. How great would it be if they kind of shadow drop like a release date? Like if, I don't know, like uh, if Microsoft has their announcement for, for the S version um, or whatever the name is called to then like Sony having like, yeah, by the way, PS5 comes out next week. That's our prize. Or what if, yeah, <laughs> or or if uh, Xbox just announced it and said, and you can buy it today. Yeah, yeah, um, something like that, yeah. That would be pretty Sony is cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. It won't happen. I mean, it would be like a... That would be maybe the only way that Microsoft could really win this because I feel like Sony is just not going to announce their date and price until Microsoft does. And yeah. I feel like I feel like Sony has a lot less to lose um with this next generation. Like Microsoft is really pushing hard to try and get oh. to try and get their their customer base um, and try and pull people back to Microsoft and Xbox. But that, like, which would mean that Sony has more to lose. Like, they are the one that are controlling it, the market, so to speak. And I clearly won the last generation in terms of, like, the gaming and popularity. So um, they have more to lose here. If they that's don't play their that's true. I guess... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because you would but they think they also that... have the better starting position for the next generation. I think they that's what it be. is. I think I think Sony is just like you know, oh, we got all the games, we got all the the cool games that everybody wants. You know, Microsoft they they don't really care what Microsoft is going to do. But if that's the if that's the case, then why wait so long to give us the freaking price and date? Maybe just to mess with Microsoft. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> because that's the other thing too. Like Microsoft, you know, their big strategy is like, we don't care, you know, if you buy an Xbox uh, One or uh, an Xbox X or an S, you know, we just want you to play our games. Or if you just mm. play it on PC, you know, just get Game Pass. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird strategy. Um, Xbox has also got their X Cloud that is, I think, may even already be up and running, um, kind of like in beta, which is their streaming service. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a whole nother strategy that they're going for. Uh, I don't know. This this is just a weird year for a lot of yeah. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out and. Maybe maybe they just play chicken and we, we won't even get the console release this year. <laughs> I think I think they have to release it this year. Oh, they don't have to do anything. <laughs> oh, I think they do. I think that, I mean, yeah, obviously they don't have to. But I think that, like, we are going to get some kind of release in some capacity. Um, yeah, get, get, uh, PS5 part one. <laughs> that's what it that's what Get it feels console, like yeah. no no, uh, uh, no hard drive 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's weird. Um, let's see. Let's move on. Uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe was announced for the Switch. Uh, you ever played a Pikmin game? No, but I heard that they're pretty good. That's what I've heard, too. I literally know nothing about them, but I've heard that a lot of people were just crazy excited for this. Um, yeah. It's releasing on October 30th. Full price, $60. Oh, nah. it's, it's Nintendo. It's Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you get a sale of 5% in 10 years or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I watched the trailer, though. It does look really pretty. It looks fun. I, yeah. they, they have added some stuff. I think there's like a couple of new levels, a new character or something like that that you can play and as. And also announcement and a couple, couple of months away from release. So Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo... Nintendo is like they either they either announce a game and like it comes out in a few months or they announce a game and it's like five years away. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, we still haven't heard anything about Bayonetta 3. We still haven't heard anything about Metroid Prime 4. We still haven't heard Breath of the Wild 2. No. Uh let's see. So there was a bit of controversy this week. Um <laughs> So, uh, the Avengers, Marvel's Avengers game, has uh, been stirring up a little bit of controversy. Uh, This game, I don't know how to feel about this game. This was announced... Didn't today that they uh, surprisingly announced like an open beta today? So, it's very confusing how they're doing the the beta. Um, I, I think the beta has been available for like some press and media outlets for a few days and then i think if you pre-order the game like you get private beta access and then there's going to be like an open beta in a week or something like that yeah they're, they're slowly rolling out betas beta access for this game um i just don't know what to think about this game before before all this happened so what happened was uh they came out and announced that spider-man is being added to the uh, lineup of playable characters and everybody's super happy about that because spider-man is everybody's favorite uh marvel avenger and character and then they said yeah but it's only available on playstation um <laughs> and people got pretty upset about that which i think is pretty understandable um i don't know this just sucks like every way around i i um um, I saw people talking about the the implication for like in any terms of like story way, like if you then play the same story on Xbox, is he then just not in the picture? Is, so that's that's the big else? thing, right? Or, because you can't I, have just blur him out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you just blur him out. I say you just replace him with Master Chief. Yeah. <laughs> you just have Master Chief swinging through the city. And you have a then a weird cut and voiceover that is <laughs> yeah. like very obviously, oh, what do you think about that, Master Chief? <laughs> <laughs> this just feels so scummy, though, because that's the problem. Like, I mean, yeah exclusivities are just a thing like i don't think they're ever going to go away 
Like we're always going to have the exclusive. Issue really, is that Sony just generally owns the rights to Spider Man, and that they just didn't give the right for, to Spider Man. But the developers, obviously, if you make an ever Avenger game, you need Spider Man. So they were just not able to add it to Microsoft, since Sony holds all Spider Man rights. Yeah, but there's been so many other games like, um, uh, what was the one that came out on Switch? Um, it was it was something three. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> something three. Yeah, Super Mario Land three. No, it was like I mean, it was like an Avengers or Marvel game that had like all of the characters, and Spider Man was in it. There's been lots of other games that have come out on multi platforms that have had Spider Man in it. And uh, my whole problem yeah, but is, this is this is a game that launches right around the new gen, so. My problem is, though, it's just what you were saying is this just hurts everybody because if you're going to have Spider-Man only available on PlayStation, then you can't really do anything with the story with him because, like you say, what are you going to do? Just blur out yes. <laughs> in the Xbox version? Um, so he's just going to be like a minor character that, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's probably just going to be essentially like a skin for a character that's not really going to be... I don't know that integral to the story. I don't even or know if the story Microsoft is going to be like even Rockno man. <laughs> I don't even know if the story is going to be even like that interesting in this game. I I just I feel like my my hype for this game was like it was announced and I was like, "Oh, this looks like it could be really cool." And then like I heard it was going to be, you know, more of like a games as a service game and they have this 10-year plan like every games as a service game has that only lasts for about two and a half years. And then they're like, oh, we're actually making a sequel now. Forget about all that 10-year plan stuff. And then they, they came out with this, that there's this exclusivity deal. And then Sony was like touting like, oh, yeah, we're going to have like all kinds of additional uh, 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 game-only stuff that is, is only going to be available on PlayStation. And I don't know. This just honestly is just ruined like I wasn't really even that excited for this game because I'm not really that big of a, a Marvel superheroes fan, but I feel like I may just pick this game up when it's $5, two years down the road on PlayStation 5, I guess, maybe, at that point. Maybe Microsoft gets the rights to Aunt May. They just... <laughs> you play as Aunt May, like you you, you cook, cook pancakes and... Slap Thanos with a handbag or so. Yeah. I'd play that. Ant May yeah. simulator. Yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know. It just it, it sucks for everyone, I feel like. Um, um Yeah, not much else to say about that. Um moving on. Just we just keep the good news going here. Uh <laughs> Uh, Sony came out and announced that um, the PlayStation 4 controller will not work on PlayStation 5 games, um, which I don't know why. I guess got to have those adaptive controllers or those adaptive triggers. I mean, that is how they make money. It wasn't really surprised nor shocked about it. Obviously. I wasn't really surprised that either by this. Um, it seemed like a lot of people were you know, shocked about this. I think the the main reason that this is news is because, on the other hand, Microsoft is allowing 
the Xbox One controller to work with the Series X and Series S, and it'll be completely backwards compatible. Um, I do find it odd that like you they they did say that you'll still be able to use the PS4 controller with the PS5 for PS4 games. So like it works fine with the console. It's just they just are not going to let you use it with the new games, which yeah, I just think is they, like they want to sell the new controllers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, come at on. least with a with a PS3 to a PS4, you have the addition of the touchpad where you would like okay, like I can see maybe that becoming an issue, right? Um, but as far as I know, there are no new features to this new controller. The big thing is the uh, the the triggers. Um, they are what they're calling adaptive pressure triggers. So they will um, allow you to change the the pressure that the triggers pull or push in. So like it'll if you're pulling back a bow or something, it'll be like harder to pull the trigger versus um, you know just like pulling up your shield or something like that. But I don't know why in the world they couldn't just, you know, give you the option to not have that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is just Sony being Sony, I feel like. Uh, but yeah, that's about all I had for the news. Do you have anything that you wanted to throw in here? Uh, no. All right. Oh, uh, uh, yes, one thing. Um, I will be an exclusively Sony playable character in Marvel Avengers. Oh, not not Microsoft. No, not Microsoft. Um, they didn't offer you enough money. No, I will be blurred out in Microsoft. <laughs> All right, you'll be like Bizarro Akko. Be like yeah. the exact opposite. I have a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> Microsoft. Um. All right, let's move on to our games of the generation discussion. Um. I I don't think I chose one last week. I think I decided to wait. Um, so we will move on. We've been building a list of the games of the generation for the past few weeks now. Uh, just real quickly, I'll go through the ones that we already have. We have added uh, Dark Souls 3, The Witcher 3, Watch Dogs 1, Fortnite, Rocket League, Persona 5, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, PT, Bloodborne, and Red Dead Redemption 2. So these are games that, again, what we are considering games of the generation, um, not necessarily doesn't have to be the greatest game of all time or one of our favorite games. It's just games that we feel uh, stood out or just deserve a mention. And uh, so what do we have this week? Um, you want to pick out something? Yes, let's, let's uh, continue with the theme. Um, and... Uh, I would pick Spider-Man for PS4. Only on PS4. <laughs> Only. Exclusively to PS4. Exclusively. Um, yeah, um, I think what it... Um, it was just a very, very good and very successful game. Um, more obviously of the later uh, part of the generation. And also like bringing back spider-man as a franchise because i think obviously there have been some good spider-man games in the past but there has been also been a long drought in that and spider-man always has been a big franchise just generally and a big name generally but bringing that now as a new ip 
into the mix. Um, not only, I think, bring, brought us this great game, but also gives hope for more to come. Um, not just obviously now the Miles Morales part, but um, you would assume that Sony has big plans for that in the future for the PS5 generation as well. So I guess uh, as a bridge between PS4 and PS5, this might be a significant starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was definitely a standout game, I think. Um, it feels like uh, even though it's not like one of the last games for the PS4, it does feel kind of like a send-off for the generation. Um, just such a great, fun, solid Spider-Man game. Um, one of the last exclusives, right? Like, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, there's Ghost of Tsushima. There's um, uh, Last of Us 2. Um, but, I mean, you know, definitely one of them. It came out... Yeah. Wait. No, it didn't come out last year, did it? It was 2018, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, last year, the... Um, the yeah, I think uh, 2018. Okay, yeah. So there well, were... It's a little bit. I, I guess there were a bunch of other games that came out, but it, it still just it is a fantastic um, uh, game for the generation, for the PS4. Um and super excited to continue on the journeys of Spider-Man and Miles Morales. And uh, then they're definitely going to be continuing that series in just kind of a, a follow-up sequel to that game as well. Um, let's see. I am going to... Ooh, I'm going to pull Hollow Knight and uh, mention Hollow Knight. Um, I don't know if you had anyone in your Discord that, that mentioned this one. Um, I can't remember if I pulled this one for from yours or mine, so I'm not sure if anybody mentioned anything about it, but I will just say that I was blown away by this game. I'm not typically into Metroidvanias or 2D Metroidvanias, um, but one of the things that really drew me to this game was, first of all, the art style. absolutely love the art style and just the exploration of this game. Um, it is so well done. It just always kept me wanting to find out what is in the next area. It is a fantastic value. This game is literally only $15 and is like a 50-hour game. Um, I think a lot of people are already just considering this to be uh, one of the greatest Metroidvanias of all time. Um, and I think it's just just a fantastic experience uh and it even adds some some dark souls like elements which i love it adds some um uh really cool elements where you lose your uh currency upon death and you have to get back to regain it um the enemies respawn when you die very cool um mechanic and um yeah just a wonderful experience that game on top of that, like great boss fights, great uh, different designs of boss fights. Uh, just generally, the enemy design and the world design really uh, stands out. It has a very unique look, um, and or or made I think by two people. <laughs> um, yeah, which, I think it might be three uh, is, people, but it's like yeah, it's it's like one person just did the music or something. 
Yeah, and that is another part of the music is fantastic in the game. It just adds to the atmosphere, and yeah, just just such an enjoyable ride. Uh, so much um, content for the game. Like it's it's a big game, and like you said, only for really a few bucks to get, especially nowadays. And I'm really looking forward to Silk Song, um, the sequel. And uh, I'm looking forward to what they have in store for that. I'm super excited. And for me also, I went into the game not expecting much because I didn't think that it would be a game for me. I kind of went into it expecting more of a jump and run platformer. Um, but wasn't wasn't the case. Uh, really, obviously had some elements of that, but uh, really blown away by that. Had a great time with the game. And um, definitely one of the standout games, especially with also incorporating the rise of indie games over the last generation, which I think is a big theme of that generation or of that time period, that we had so many indie games that uh, were really successful on a big scale and uh, brought commercial success and really influenced the the gaming genre. And uh, Hollow Knight is certainly one of the standout examples of that. Absolutely. Uh, also, cannot wait for Silk Song as well. Um, really want to get some more information yeah. about that. Man, it's taken them a while, but again, like you say, it's only like two or three developers. So, yeah, and <laughs> I think they're uh, probably the uh, with that few developers, the pandemic hit probably a little harder than for the big studios that have a little more resources to bridge that. So, I'm uh, definitely more forgiving there. And uh, if Silk Song turns out as good, as uh, Hollow Knight, then I I don't mind waiting a few more months. Yeah, and uh, it's it's expanded way beyond their original scope. My understanding is that mm. it originally was just supposed to be like a new character that you could just like go through the original game, but I mean it's literally turned into a whole new game now. So yeah, super cool. Uh, can't wait to hear more about that. Uh Mister Akko, I think that's going to do it for us today. Okay. Um, but what do you have coming up? Um, I will continue with Mafia 3, possibly with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I am not a big fan of the DLC. I'm not sure if I really want to continue that. Um, I have the issue that it's... I mean, the game itself ha is, in terms of gameplay, fairly repetitive, but I feel like it's getting a little much in that DLC uh, without getting into any details. But so... Probably we'll continue with that, but we'll see. Um, then I will also on YouTube continue with other side, uh, possibly Noita, maybe doing some more Undermine and other stuff. Uh, really trying to um, try out a, a few more things on YouTube. So um, yeah, if anyone wants to give that a, a look, very much appreciated all of the support. And uh, yeah, we'll see what uh, other game. Maybe I will check out Mad Max actually. You should, yeah. It's um, like even if you don't finish the game, I think it's definitely just fun just to check it out, even if you only play it for like a stream or two. Um, but you may, it's one of those games that I feel like if you get in the mood for that kind of game, like just, you know, your kind of typical open world game, um, then it's super fun to, to play. Uh, let's see. I have got a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, I am still going through Deus Ex Human Revolution. I think I'm getting pretty close to that. I think I should actually finish that next week. And then I'm playing through, uh, Ghost of Tsushima at night. 
Um, and then I have uh, a couple of games that my community has asked me to stream. Um, I have a, a reward system set up on um, on Twitch that people can redeem points for a game for me to stream. So someone redeemed um, uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2, which I was already going to play that game. So super excited to play Shocker. that. And then you really had to <laughs> twist your hand to play that. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> that's right. It's it's uh, it's plan in chat there. Um, so looking forward to playing that. And then uh, also had someone redeem uh, Judgment for me to check out. So uh, from the Yakuza developer, that judgment? it is that Judgment. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, did you play Judgment? I know you're a massive oh, I Yakuza did. fan. I sure okay. did. So I, I've been wanting to play that game for a long time, um, and I feel like it might be kind of a good introduction to... I know I mean, it's not Yakuza, but I, yeah, it, it's, I mean, Yakuza it's is just so intimidating. There's so many of them. Um, although I am zero. super excited for 7. Very, very excited for 7. I think that's going to be my entry point into the Yakuza series. Zero! I think I will have to redeem something at some point too. I, to... I, I think I'm gonna like the um uh the turn based combat more though. It's not about it's not about the combat, <laughs> it's about the story and the characters. <laughs> um yeah, really excited to be checking out all of those. That'll be just kind of over this this month that I'll be going through some of that stuff. And uh yeah, we do this podcast every Friday at uh two PM Central Time. You can watch live, watch along with us live at twitch.tv slash how451. And uh, you can also listen to this podcast in audio format through all of the different services out there. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all of those great services. You can find them um, in the link in the description. And uh, yeah, I don't think we didn't have any questions this week. I would love to get some questions um so feel free to leave us a comment with a question i have or a question what question do you have how many uh channel points do i have to redeem uh to make you do a 12 hour yakuza zero stream <laughs> <laughs> a lot <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a hundred thousand for a 12 hour stream and then i think i think thirty thousand will get you two hours of a game so you'd have to get Let's see. Twelve divided by two is six, so six times hundred and eighty, like two hundred and about three hundred thousand points. Okay, I'll work on that. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> um, no, I would be down for trying out Yakuza Zero. I mean, I did try it out, but I need to. I need to go back to it. But I, I have a feeling if if and when I ever get into those games. Then it's just going to be like, it's just going to suck me in and then that's all I'm ever going to play. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of these days. Uh, but Akko, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to everyone in chat. Thank you to everyone who is listening uh, or has listened to us. Thank you guys so much for the support. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much, guys. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.